What's up, everybody? It's your favorite coach, Coach Vaughn, and this is the Coach Vaughn Podcast, where it's just you and me, baby, one-on-one. You know how I do. I talk about whatever's going on in the sports world, a stream of thought from my mouth to your ears, and it anchors right into that real-life stuff, love, basketball, comedy. You know how I do, like I said. And if you want to hear me talk about any of these things with my comedian friends and other people in the entertainment world, that's my grown-as-fuck podcast. Don't miss that either. It gets really real. And don't miss me on on the hot mic app doing live broadcasts of football basketball wrestling all kinds of stuff the invite code is coach vaughn to get on a hot mic app where you can follow me there and not miss any of my live broadcasts and i post all of this stuff on my social media go to grownafcomedy.com and you could get links to everything so you don't miss anything that i'm doing including my live stand-up comedy shows don't miss me anywhere doing anything but for right now, you, me, one, 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 on, one, Coach Vaughn Podcast. Let's go. Hey, what's up, everybody? How are you today? Welcome to the Coach Vaughn Podcast, where ball is life, literally, as I discuss current events on and off the court of the sports entertainment world as it relates to us in everyday life. I'm your host, comedian Vaughn DiCarlo, aka Coach Vaughn, and Coach Vaughn is on. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, and now TikTok as well, at Von DiCarlo. You know, that's my social media handle for everything. I like to be consistent, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you can get all these links to my social media, of course, by going to CoachVonPodcast.com. So anyway, uh, so much has happened. I, I feel like I say that <laughs> at the beginning of every podcast now because the world is just run amok, right? Everything is all over the place. And I feel like one of the things that I have to do when I record my podcast now, too, is tell you the actual day that I'm recording it because I release episodes on Mondays. But like right now, I'm recording it on Friday because I'm really busy and I have things going on, even though, you know, there's a pandemic. I'm trying to figure out life because people are coming back into life as if there is no pandemic and that's really confusing so anyway I'm trying to figure out my next moves like I spoke about in previous episodes and anyway getting back to my point I feel like I have to I don't always record on a Monday but I definitely schedule it for Monday and I feel like I have to say that now because the things that I'm talking about right now could be completely irrelevant by the time it's posted because things change so quickly right one second it's this the next minute is that I don't know what to believe anymore um it's it this it's really a weird matrix of a world that we're living in right now it's it's not even a, a red pill or a blue pill I think everybody took a a freaking uh, it's I need a name for a new color I don't even think there's an actual color pill it's like a invisible pill that everybody took and we're just living in this strange Truman show world with no Truman and what's ironic about that is I I feel like a lot of the stuff that I'm talking about recently, I've said before over the years. And especially if you do follow me on Twitter, I know you definitely seen me post, I feel like we're living in the Truman show with no Truman. 
And what I mean by that is just this cold hearted world. Like if you remember the Truman show, that movie, you definitely, um, that character, you was someone that definitely had a, a really big heart. Um, and the rest of the world was just evil <laughs> and manipulative. And anyway, if you don't know the movie, watch it. I'm not going to, um, go much deeper than that, but all of that to say, I feel like I have to say, even if this was Monday and I was posting it on a Monday, I still feel like so much could change about what I'm talking about before you even listen to it that same day. So one of the stories that obviously caught my attention was, you know, brother Bubba um, Wallace and the whole noose debacle. So we're in an uproar. You know, they're, the NASCAR NASCAR shut down a Confederate flag and then they found uh, a noose. I'm pretty sure you guys are keeping up with these stories. But Bubba, Bubba Wallace is the only black driver in, the, in NASCAR, um, a race car driver at his level. He's, he's really good. And um, my high yellow brother Bubba um, went it got information from NASCAR that there was a noose in his garage. Now, when I first heard about this, I thought it was his home garage. So of course I'm like, Oh hell no, this ain't going to be no repeat LeBron. Cause you know, when LeBron James moved to LA, you know, they painted the N word, um, spray painted N word on his property, his home property. So I'm like, Oh hell no. But then I found out it was the garage at one of the, you know, the the race arenas. And then I thought that it was his personal garage, like on his home turf. But I guess this was a visiting garage. So as the story unfolds, long story short, there was this big uproar about it. There was a, a coming together. It was very sentimental. We all saw you know, the whole NASCAR family stand behind him, push his car, et cetera, et cetera. And then there was this really quick, huge, big deal about this FBI investigation. So now the FBI comes back, uh, they investigate it, and NASCAR is now announcing that it was not a hate crime, that this noose had been hanging there since the fall. So... As I'm learning more about this story, I'm getting more and more upset because, first of all, that's that's hard for me to believe. Okay, you there's too many stories going on right now where you want me to fall for the okie doke. Like um, all of a sudden, like I had talked about before, all of a sudden you want me to believe that black people hanging themselves from trees is a trend for us now. Uh, No, I don't think so. And calling it suicide. And it sounds like a lynching to me. Okay. And then you want me to believe that this young man who was, I think, 20 years old, was in in the back seat of a cop car, handcuffed, and somehow he managed to shoot himself in the head. And then uh, that's determined a suicide. Okay. So here's two plus two, not equaling four again. All right. And I'm from a place where if it walked like a duck and it quacked like a duck, it's a damn duck. So they were saying, oh, it's just a rope that pulls the garage. It's not a noose. It's a, it's, it pulls the electrical garage or some 
him, ham, shim, sham, shima, shima. Because after a while, when you start making me listen to something that sounds like two plus two equals five, I, it starts to sound like Charlie Brown. Like, so that's what I was hearing as this story started to unfold. And then I saw Bubba Wallace, Brother Bubba, on CNN with Don Lemon, who low key, y'all, or not even low key, high key. Don Lemon on CNN, his show at night, it has become like my favorite new show to watch. It's it's informative, obviously, because it's news and it's politics and all of that. But Don Lemon, he's 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 cracking me up lately, especially when he talks about Trump, because he's like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. It's like everything all the cards is off the table or on the table what is that phrase I don't know it's like by the way it's also almost two in the morning when I'm recording this episode so anyway try to follow with me because you know how I get back to brother Bubba so he's on CNN and now I'm listening without the womp 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 ears I want to hear everything he has to say because it's coming directly from him and you know, he revealed, you know, they were calling him, you know, Jesse Smollett 2.0, uh, that he was just doing this for attention, that he made it up, et cetera, et cetera. And come to find out, he's not even the one who discovered this noose. The NASCAR uh, staff of people informed him about it. So he himself did not even find this news. He's like, I didn't, it's not like I found it and then made this big uproar. They told, excuse me, they told me that it was in the garage. So number one, people are trying to drag him for doing something like this opportunistic moment where he's going to use his people for this opportunity to what? become famous I don't, I don't know what the, whatever they felt Jesse Smollett's intention was they tried to put it on Bubba Wallace basically um and then come to find out wasn't even him that discovered it and made a big deal out of it it was NASCAR so on one side you're like that's great you know they're trying to protect him they're looking out for him they they caught something right away that he didn't have to see for himself. Then they launched this huge FBI investigation. You have that side. And then you have the conspiracy theory side. Like, wait a minute. What you mean to tell me this noose, not a noose. It was a noose, but this noose, not a noose has been hanging in that garage long before Bubba Wallace got there. Like they said something like the fall and no one noticed it. Let's deal with the fact that you guys have a noose hanging up in there and everybody's okay with it. All right, let's let's just deal with that. Um, and then let's deal with the fact that, so with in light of everything that's going on, I'm not, I, I'm sorry guys, I, I just can't give this, oh, we didn't know pass. You do know. You mean to tell me with everything that's going on and Bubba Wallace is already in the news because of the whole Confederate flag being banned from NASCAR right now so you you know the sensitivity of the entire Black Lives Matter movement that's happening right now you know about the protest you know about everything that's going on and you mean to tell me 
out of all the the and I don't know a lot about NASCAR and I don't know how these garages work so correct me if I'm wrong but you mean to tell me that you have Bubba Wallace visiting this arena and the garage that you give him just so happens to be the garage with this noose not a noose in it okay all right so here we go again a duck is walking and and quacking and you're gonna tell me it's a moose a moose not a noose okay every it's just come on i i can't i can't and i'm i i it it bothered me and it hurt me to watch him sit there and apologize. He was like apologizing, like, hey, guys, it was a mistake. Uh, it, it wasn't a hate crime. It's been there. They, you know, they said it's been there. It wasn't on purpose, et cetera, et cetera. And I get all that. He don't want this smoke. He does not want this smoke. This is He didn't want that attention. It was thrust upon him. And then he's all of a sudden he's being dragged on social media, something that another thing that he's not used to. And he's like, this is this isn't this is bigger than any attention that I could get from it. Like what people y'all getting on my nerves with this sh- crap. Oh, my God. Getting on my nerves, getting on my nerves. But I, I guess it is what it is. They're just going to keep trying to deflect and gaslight. And I just I'm not having it. I'm not having it. I get all all these people, you know, trying to say this and trying to say that and flip this and flip that. They're they're still complaining and crying about these damn statues. Look, there is no, there's no big, it, look, the Confederate flag and Robert E. Lee statue, all of these Confederate leaders that they want to praise, all these statues or whatnot, they, they're all treasonous fools they're they're the exact definition of treason they're not the example of patriotism so I look I'm not going to get on my soapbox about it you could listen to the past probably three or four episodes and at some point I get on a soapbox about it so all I got to say is you know I I thought I heard the Statue of Liberty say something did did that did that bitch fight for the Confederate did she own slaves because I got a hammer. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a <laughs> oh my God. Uh, just kidding. You can't take the Statue of Liberty down with a hammer. And who knows? Um, the b- people, if they try or if they don't try, let's focus on human lives. Let's, let's have the same passion about real, actual human beings. But they, they just don't seem to get it. And, you know, it's, it's a shame that something that was a beautiful moment got hijacked by a bad moment speaking of a beautiful beautiful moment getting hijacked well not a moment a whole freaking career a whole career y'all a whole career you know what I'm talking about a whole career and the ending of it hijacked by the coronavirus you know who I'm talking about you know I'm talking about the king the my favorite dunker who am I talking about? Come on. If you don't know, then you, we can't be friends. Vince Carter. He retired after 22 seasons. Aww. Are we? Are you feeling sad about it? Look, I love Vince Carter. I think he is so dope. I love the fact that he's 43, you know, and still in the NBA and still can dunk, still can 
go up and down a court and do his thing and, and, and be a role player in a particular position and still contribute. I think that's beautiful. No, but his, I don't know anyone who has had such a long career and still contributed. And, and well, I, I can't say that. I'm just, I'm over hyping it, but look, 43, that's, that's a long career. That is a long career. He was playing in the NBA with people who wasn't even born yet when he started the NBA. So how about that? You know, that's that's dope. Now, he had previous, previously announced that, you know, he only signed a one-year deal with the Atlanta Hawks for 2019-2020 season, and he had said it would be his last but don't nobody really want to hear that. You know what I'm saying? We want to see you go until you can't go no more. Ride it until the wheels fall off, right? And and you always think that at the end of the season, they're like, yeah, I got one more in me. And Vince is like in shape and always ready to go. But nope, the coronavirus stepped in and interrupted this whole flow and was like, yeah, he is done. Because, you know, the season was abruptly suspended in March, because of the pandemic that, you know, people acting like don't exist, but it shut down all sports. Oh, my God. I can't even believe this is the world we're living in. But, you know, obviously, not just the NBA, but his individual career is just like in limbo. So this this is like what's going to happen. You know, it's already hard enough being for a a uh, uh, first year player uh, Zion he was already one cheeseburger away from being out of shape so you know it's hard for the freshman class of the NBA to play right now let alone 43 year old Vince Carter but when the NBA had announced their plans to restart the se- uh, season in Disney the sports complex in Orlando it was they announced 22 teams and the Hawks were um, the Hawks were one of the eight teams that were not uh, invited. So there, you know, it kind of answered whatever questions we had about Vince Carter, but we he didn't like necessarily announce it, announce it until recently. Uh, so. He was just basically saying he has a podcast and on the podcast, he that I believe that's where he made the announcement. And he was just basically saying, you know, I guess with the pandemic happening, it's kind of easy to put it to the side because it's it's something going on bigger than him, bigger than his career and, you know, his last year or whatnot. So he he said it was like a, a weird ending, but. It, there's a bigger picture, which of course he's a he's a good dude. So that would be something that that would be, be his train of thought, you know. Oh my God, what a long career! He started in in ninety eight. Oh my God, I would say I was born in ninety eight, but y'all, y'all would know I'm lying because my daughter was born in ninety nine. So there you go. Anyway, he had a great career. And he's he I love him as a dunker. I I spoke about the whole thing where Vince Carter should do all star weekend again and, and be in a dunk contest. And when people were trying to advocate for that, because everybody loves him to dunk, everybody desired that and they wanted to see it again before he retired. But I was like, wait a minute. 
He ain't got to prove himself to these kids. He should not be in no dunk contest. Absolutely not. He should not be in no dunk contest. He should be honored at, at All-Star Weekend during the dunk contest. Let these kids compete and do their thing. But he should come out and just do his thing, like as just his own moment, just Vince Carter out there putting on a, a a dunk show by himself. He's he's not the feature. He's the headliner. I'm not I'm not getting up and competing with these kids. Get out of here. He 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 long earned his stripes. So no, I never agreed with that. But I definitely wanted to see him do his thing in the dunk in the dunk some type of dunking thing but coronavirus you know shut all of us down all of us and we're all just trying to figure it out I I don't know y'all it's it's a it's a whole thing it's a whole thing and I I was on a a a fellow comedian of mine has a show called um what is it I just oh my god it's two o'clock in the morning um unpopular opinions Jesus I had a brain fart I was on the show earlier tonight and I was, you know what, let me take a quick break and then I'll come back. I'll tell you about that and and tell you about the the rest of my night, Uh, which got pretty interesting. I'll be right back. Welcome back. I'm still here. You're still here. We're, We're still here. It's still in the middle of the night and I'm having a good time. You have to live your life, y'all. You have to live your life. You have to just be in the moment and not try to think too far ahead, not try to look too far behind, and just live and breathe in the moment. If you're outside, wear a mask. (laughs) Wear your condom cootie mask. (laughs) Condom coronavirus cootie mask. Wear it. Wear it. That is your protection from the coronavirus cooties that's the best you can do uh when you breathe in I guess try not to breathe too deep I don't know I'm not a doctor but I do have common sense (laughs) oh I I'm getting to that point though I am getting to that point where I'm like look I'm just I uh, I'm ready to do stand up I miss seeing everybody I miss doing my thing but you you got to be careful. Like I'm teetering back and forth. Like, am I going to go out? Am I not going to go out? How many times am I going to sing this song? Right. You guys know, the you know, the spiel and you're probably living that same thought process and truth in your own mind and house. If you're like in a similar position that I'm in, like, what is it that, what, what should I do? What is the best decision that I can make for myself? And I, I can tell you, I just had my birthday. Uh, I got all kind of chocolate and cake and candy. And I told y'all, I already, I already was trying to lose 15 pounds. I gained 15 pounds since I said I was going to lose 15 pounds. And that's what I wanted to talk to you guys about when I was on Unpopular Opinions. That's my, um, my, my comedian friend, Dave Temple. He has a show called unpopular opinions it's a show that I used to do live you know it's a stand-up show and I used to do that show and now 
with the coronavirus. He does it as a, a weekly or he does it more than one time out of the week. But if you follow him on Instagram, you'll see the show. It's called Unpopular Opinions. So he he's doing a, a version of his show on IG Live now. So he invited me to be a guest on it and I was on it today. And basically the concept of the show is that you give your unpopular opinion. We're comedians, you know, we're not always gonna, what we say is not always gonna sit well with people. You know, uh, you could get called out for anything these days. So my unpopular opinion, I signed into the show early and I <laughs> thank God I did because there's other comedians on the show and it's like back to back comedians. And one of the comics had a similar uh, unpopular opinion because my unpopular opinion was going to be that if there's another round of stimulus checks, then only black people get the stimulus checks because I think white people and Latinos <laughs> spent their stimulus check on fireworks <laughs> because every night what's up with these fireworks y'all I know it ain't us I know it is not black people spending in, in a pandemic and unemployment and all this stuff going on we are not spending money on no damn fireworks so it's I don't know who it is but that was the unpopular opinion joke that I was going to do but somebody um uh, they didn't do the exact same thing. It wasn't about stimulus checks. They were just talking about Dominicans. And he was like, I know it's the Dominicans or something like that. So I was like, oh, I can't do, you know, my fireworks joke because I already, you know, did the, it's too similar. So I was like, that's okay. I'm prepared because what's really on my mind. And like I said on the show, I was like, this could be a draggable offense to some people if they don't get context or they just looking for a reason. But I said my unpopular opinion was we're going to have to bring body shaming back for a minute because <laughs> uh, Lizzo got me hype, right? Like I I said I was going to lose 15 pounds and I gained 15 pounds and I'm celebrating the whole way through. And now with the pandemic, I didn't add my birthday. Let's add my birthday to the pandemic and lockdown. I didn't added another 10 pounds to the 30 pounds. So I'm 40 pounds overweight, y'all. 40 pounds overweight. I'm at my weight that I was at when I was in my third trimester with my daughter pregnant. So, and my daughter was born in 99. She's 21. I can't blame this, this, this chunkiness on, on baby weight no more. I can't, can't blame, I can't blame my weight on pregnancy anymore. It's all me. It's all me. So of course I was just joking around, having fun with it, uh, as my, um, unpopular opinion. And I had done that. I was working on that was one of the bits I was working on um, when stand up was still a thing inside clubs and people would laugh and they would laugh and laugh. And I'm like, you know, that's not helping me. Like, stop saying you look good, girl. It's OK. You could gain weight. I'm like, no, I'm this is heavy. This is not this isn't healthy. Like my feet hurt. My ankles hurt. It can't carry all of this ass. It's just too much I know my weight fell in a place that people find attractive but it's just too much for me health wise so stop telling me I look good stop hyping me up Lizzo everybody stop <laughs> everybody stop hyping me up because every time every time I eat another donut and you know that's the joke and everybody's laughing and kikiing and they're enjoying it and I was like and see I'm getting funnier 
you know, I'm getting funnier now that I'm now that I'm getting fatter. And you guys are laughing at my jokes. So I'm like telling the audience, like, stop laughing at my jokes. Let me bomb, like, boo me, body shame me, help me. (laughs) I'm going to eat too much. I'm going to be on my 600 pound life before the pandemic is over. But anyway, that's that's how I, I spent my evening. And it was fun. It was a it was a release. It was a moment. I, I miss doing stand up. Um, I miss the wings at the comedy bars, at the cellar and all that way more. <laughs> See, that was another uh, fat thought. I got to I got to somehow stop myself. Uh, but. I did that and it was good to take a, a minute. I did not watch Don Lemon tonight and, and Andrew, the Governor Cuomo's brother, his show. I didn't, Anderson Cooper and all the, and, and flipping back and forth to see, okay, this is CNN's take, what is Fox saying and just MSNBC and all of just, I, I just needed a break uh, to an extent to just like, just have a moment and have fun. You know what I'm saying? And I enjoyed doing it. And I'm definitely thinking about doing some of these comedy shows that are outdoors. A few of my um, comedy friends are definitely out there and doing their thing. And I'm I'm thinking about doing the same thing. You got to stay sharp. You got to stay ready so that when clubs are open again, you know, I'm able to work all of these jokes out and continue uh, my journey to be funny. Uh, not my journey to 145, if you know that hashtag from my social media, when I needed to lose 15 pounds, and then I gained 15 pounds, that was the hashtag (laughs) journey to 145. Oh, my God, when I tell you, I'm pretty much tipping the scale at 190. It's I I can't I can't carry all this. Um, But it's funny, because I'm not carrying it really in my upper body that well, my I I don't I don't want to get too deep into it. It's falling into places that it's not ma- really making it look like a big deal. But when I tell you it's it's heavy, I got to do something about it. I can't I can't just I mean, but it's my birthday month, you know, so I'll start in July. <laughs> the other thing I did tonight that I want to touch on really quick. I, I, I watch I don't know if you guys are fans of the movie The Five Heartbeats. I will say this. If The Five Heartbeats is not a classic to you if it is not in your top five movies greatest of movies of all time oh you know what if it's not in your top three greatest movies of all time then we can't ever talk again if you don't love the five heartbeats with that type of intense passion to where it's if it's not in your top three then you ain't black (laughs) to take a page from old uh, joe joe Biden page um Anyway, there is a documentary on Amazon Prime about the making of the Five Heartbeats. And when I tell you it's phenomenal, first of all, the Five Heartbeats is one of those movies where I could do the entire movie as a monologue from beginning to end. I could do that whole movie line for line. That's how well I know this this movie from beginning to end. And you know what's so amazing you, I'm, you watch the documentary and I, I'll let it all unfold for you. It's so many wow moments in there. Like, oh, that's, oh, wow. You were thinking about that person as, as Eddie Kane or you were thinking about that person for Baby Doll. And it's so many wow moments. I'm not going to spoil it for you. 
But if you are a fan of that movie, you are going to love the. I cried almost as many times in the documentary as I cried during the film. There's so many tearjerker moments in the five heartbeats. And when I tell you every scene pretty much has a classic line. Like if you can't do at least three classic lines from the five heartbeats, you ain't black. You <laughs> you ain't black. What what's what's the the easy ones? My office hours are from nine to five. Everybody knows Big Red, right? Everybody knows that. What else? What else? I gotta fight every night to prove my love. <laughs> oh, that's another favorite one. And Eddie Kane. Eddie Kane. You want my spot flash? You want my spot flash? <laughs> Come on. Come on, y'all. It's so many. I, I I could do a whole podcast just on this movie alone. When I was in college, I I had a journalism scholarship for writing. And uh it was at a four-year school, Point Park College in um in Pittsburgh, where I'm from. And I, I've told this story before. I left the, the my journalism scholarship and in, in to get a production degree and went over to the Art Institute of Pittsburgh and graduated there with an associate's in, in, in specialized business of TV, film, music production, all of that, la-di-da-di-da, giving you my resume. But anyway, I had to, for one of my classes, one of my film classes, I had to pick a scene from a movie and shoot it on uh I think it was like eight millimeter film film is so oh my god it's so difficult it is truly an art form um but anyway in that that project was I I chose the five heartbeats the scene where choir boy had a girl in a room they were on a road and they were like, choir boy got a girl in a room and he was smashing, you you know, you could hear it or whatever. And Dresser sat down to tell to tell the other guys that, that, you know, she his girl was pregnant. Very intense scene. I did a reenactment of that. I wish I could find that old film. I have no idea where it is, but I it's I did a horrible job. I'm not <laughs> I, I probably didn't nail it, but it would be interesting just to look back at it. I should ask my mom. And she, my mom has everything because, you know, that's what moms do. Uh, but not really. She doesn't have everything. And I, I don't have every, every, everything of my daughter either. But you know what I'm saying. Um, but I really enjoyed the documentary. There's so many moments that I, I feel like if I talk about it too much and really break it down, I might be spoiling it for you. And I, I've, I don't, I'm, I don't care about spoilers. I like knowing what's going to happen. That's part of my training when I was in school as well. Uh, I write backwards because, you know, if you know the ending, then you could build up to it. So when I and and when we would watch films and break it down, we would have to watch films over and over one time where you just focused on dialogue. The next time you just focus on lighting and what because everything in a movie is on purpose. Every single thing, nothing in the shot is by accident. 
uh, the, the angles. We watched it again for angles. Then we watched it again for wardrobe. Then we watched it again for sound and, and soundtrack music. So once you have that type of training, you can't really turn it off. So movie spoilers, I'm more aggravated if I don't know what's going on because then I, I'm... I feel like I'm missing stuff because I'm trying to figure it out as opposed to, oh, I know what's happening. So now I can see all the little details that are just natural to me to look for because for so long, that's how I was trained to to watch film. But anyway, I won't spoil it for you. Everybody isn't me. Everybody didn't go to school for the isn't in the business and doesn't look at things the way I do. So I won't spoil it for you. But I will tell you that if you are a fan of the heartbeats you are going to love it if you're not a fan of the heartbeats uh become a fan or we got beef and you do not want this smoke okay you do not want this smoke because truly i'm a gentle person i'm a kind person i got nothing but love for you okay i got nothing but love for you baby Got nothing but love for you, baby. Oh, that was off key. I got nothing. Then, sh- then choir boy came in. I got nothing but love for you, baby. This when they were being arrested by the cops. If if you don't remember, th- there was so many moments. If you watch that film back and even watch the docu- documentary, and they talk about some of the, the 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 racial things, it's deep, y'all. It's deep, and that's why. The Five Heartbeats, it's a cult classic, but it's a film that should be everybody's favorite. It's one of those films where black people, black men especially, were seen in a positive light. And you know what they talk about in a, doc- in a documentary, so I am spoiling it a little bit, but you, you don't, this isn't a spoiler alert to know that there weren't a lot of films, and even still today, a lot of films with black people in positive roles and there was some drama behind that as as far as the five heartbeats go so I'll let you watch it I won't spoil it uh, if I'm still feeling inspired to talk about it I'll do I could just do a whole podcast about it that's how deep it is for me but if it's not that for you getting back to my point I want to sing to you I want to say I got nothing but love for you okay I got nothing but love for you people you don't want this smoke trust me all right, I got my hammer. I'm ready for you and a Statue of Liberty. <laughs> okay, I I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it. I'm gonna leave it there before I get too goofy and corny. It's it's in the middle of the night. I'm gonna get some sleep. Coach Vaughn, out. That's it. Thank you for listening to the Coach Vaughn Podcast. And be sure to follow me on social media at Vaughn DiCarlo on Twitter and Instagram. And you can also find all my links to my comedy shows and my other podcast, The Grown as Fuck Podcast at grownafcomedy.com. Don't forget to leave me a voice message and tell me all your grown as fuck gripes. Go to grownafcomedy.com right now. See ya.